Well, hello there. This is a weird intro. I'm he's the one that's usually not talking. He's starting the episode. It already feels wrong. <laughs> uh, this is Obtain. That is John. This is Objectively Wrong, presented by The Next Man Up. And this is the O-Line episode. I'm retiring his ability to intro this show. John will be talking through 90% of this episode. Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Only only up from the 87% I usually do. So uh, let's get started because it's offensive lineman. It's the last offensive position for us besides quarterback. So we get to circle back (laughs) to the much less exciting and far less important quarterback position. Oh, yeah. Any news that came up this week before we start? I think there was a couple. The Falcons traded for Jeff Akuda this morning. Oh yeah, for a fifth round pick. Uh, honestly, I think it's a good trade. I think it's a great trade. Yeah, I don't know why the Lions couldn't get a four. Devin White is apparently requesting a trade, but won't get it. Yeah, the Buccaneers are like, <laughs> no. By the way, Devin White is such fool's gold. Yeah, he is. Like he's yeah, just he a name. <laughs> he's pretty good, but that's but like, he's. he's He's you know what? He, no, you know what he is. You know what he is. He's like just a little bit better than Jadavian Clowney compared to his name. <laughs> That's true, right? Like he's a little bit better than that. Jadavian Clowney. It's amazing he's still in football. Like he barely is. Who did he sign with? I don't know. I don't know if he did. But Are isn't he- it fun? Like nobody has mentioned Clowney as a bust yet. Like. Is it, it? It's not too early or late to do that, right? Yeah, he's still a free agent. He's a bust. Oh yeah, he's been a bust for a Clowney while. Clowney was a bust, and nobody, nobody said it. You know what's funny? I wrote my uh, college entrance essay on why you should draft Cleo Mack over Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> Turned out you were right. Yeah. <laughs> we went to the same college, by the way. Yeah. What the fuck essay were you writing? I wish uh, I could do that. English. Uh, like to to, to uh, give you credit for English, like one A. If you remember. oh, you did that shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do that. Dang. Yeah, I just took the damn class. <laughs> yeah, I had I came in because they had like a limit to how many units you could come in with. I came in with the limit. Okay. So I yeah, there was no reason for me to. I came in with an AP stats, um, limit, which was kind of cool. Yes, I was an AP stats in high school and did very well. I was AP history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had uh, a push AP US history. I didn't take it. I took AP English, and I took AP Stats. Okay, and that was where my AP Stats. Uh, because I could. Okay, and I, I mean, I also I also took AP. <laughs> yeah, I understood it well enough. I did. I went to ex- I went to uh, extra office hours every single day in high school for that class. I had a free period that happened to coincide with the free period of that teacher. And he and I met every single day, except for one from October to the end of the year. Um, And my high school had an effort grade mm-hmm. along with the letter grade. Okay. That's weird. It is, but it didn't like, it, it didn't count towards your GPA. Like you could get an A, it was like a one out of five, one to five for the effort grade. You can get an A one or like a C5, but like it was still a 2.0 or a 4.0. It didn't matter. It was just like some shit that they lorded over you to make you feel bad or good about yourself. I don't know. Okay. But I got a five for effort for that class. And like a B, I got like a B5, I think, or B or a B plus five. And then I got like a four on the AP exam. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Odell Beckham's also a Raven. Yeah, it's a big one, and it's a weird little contract. One year for 15, maxing out at 18. It's a little ridiculous. It it honestly screams, Lamar, please love us again. It does. (laughs) It screams, Lamar, get over it. Like, it really does. And honestly, at this point, again, advantage Baltimore. I don't know about that anymore. Here's my my reasoning. It tells me that Lamar is going to stay there because – 
Odell Beckham doesn't sign that contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he's not sure Lamar's coming. Yeah. So there's been discuss there have been discussions. The Ravens are figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. But that's that was part of the deal. What I find fascinating though is that the Jets front has been really quiet the past few weeks. I mean, it's happening at the draft, in my opinion. It's gonna happen at some point. And and both sides are still like, yeah, we're gonna do it. We just don't know when. Like, but Joe Douglas is so unapologetically like, if it weren't tampering, it should be. Mm-hmm. He's just like, we're getting him. We just don't know when. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Did you also spend five days in the dark? <laughs> like, I, I don't. What do you know, Joe Douglas? He was the guy that was feeding uh, Aaron Rodgers in the dark. Does somebody, how do you, yeah, that's a good question. Who, how do you eat? Oh, so I've actually watched a video on this. It wasn't, okay. it was like, uh, like two years ago before the you whole shower. Like, what do you do before the whole Aaron Rodgers goes, takes Ayuska and never comes back the same. Ayuska or whatever. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The Ayuska drug. Anyways, uh, literally there's a bed. There's a table for some reason, <laughs> a chair. And it's just pitch black. That's it. That's the entire room. What if you lose? Tr- How big's the room? Um, maybe the size of a bedroom. We need a chair for. I just sit on. I don't know <laughs> because you know why you need a chair because they felt like if you were in a room with just a bed and a toilet, they'd be like, "Oh, it's actually prison." <laughs> Does the toilet have plumbing? Yeah. So it flushes. Yeah. So you're not even alone with your own thoughts. You can flush, and then that can be something you talk to. <laughs> if you go that crazy in five days. So what you're saying is Aaron Rodgers smoked. And what, I'm fa- what I'm saying is that Aaron. What I'm saying is that one what, flush for the Raiders, two flush for the Jets. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think TMZ snapped some shots at him buying crystals the other day. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. What I'm saying is the difference between this guy and Joe Rogan is that Aaron somehow has more money. And that's the only difference. They're both dicks and they both need to stop. Anyway. Anyways, Odell Beckham, $18 million. Congratulations. They're both they're both a danger to themselves and society. <laughs> so let's so, start with some prospects, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about the fat guys. That honestly, about- I wish would just let guys hit Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Do you want to talk? Uh, do you want to go bottom up, or uh, do you want to start from the top? Here's the weird thing. I'm going to start with a little bit of a soliloquy because, ladies and gentlemen, we made no secret on this show that Epstein is not the most versed on the O line. Oh, which I is fine. it's fine. And uh, I, they I hurt understand me so much. People don't. Yeah, they hurt the Raiders a ton. <laughs> Alex people, Leatherwood. People, <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. I warned you, Epstein. I warned you. The uh, Ebtine has knows my affinity for this position. He also knows that I tend to hit on this position. So I generally lead this position. This year, I effectively soloed this position. I went, I went, Elden Ring let me solo her on this position. Have you even played Elden Ring? I've played it before. Okay. I didn't finish it. You out of your mind? I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I don't have two hours to fight the first two enemies. I think at one point I stumbled into like the swamp and there was a big fucking crab. And okay. I found out later that like you're not supposed to be there. I was like, all right, where do I go then? And then I had to look up like a walkthrough. And one of the walkthrough suggestions is like in the first 30 minutes to like just run through this castle area. And there's a giant that just lands. And if it touches you, you die. So I'm like, wait a minute. So this is where I'm supposed to go. Okay. <laughs> why, why is this why is this the right path? I'm confused. This is the right idea. <laughs> and meanwhile, it's like 50 dudes. I'm not exaggerating, 50 dudes shooting arrows at you. I'm like, okay, wait. So I'm just supposed to muscle my way fucking through. I'm not supposed to fight anything in here. I'm just supposed to fucking go and pray. The more the more you play uh, from software games, the more you realize the just run and run and run is the number one like 
thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and man, those things take a while to give up. <laughs> the giant doesn't turn around, <laughs> so at least there's that. But everybody else was like coming. I'm like, this is dumb. So I just gave up. I just was like, this isn't worth my time. I didn't find it fun. Like, if, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to play it. Okay. Anyway, I'll try again someday when I have enough ayahuasca and I spent five years and five days or Ayuska. minutes in dark room. Yes, the Ayuska drug. The Ayuska drug. I used to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I used to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so now I'm just like diet Jared Leto. Oh God! That's a little harsh. <laughs> Tell That's me I'm wrong. Hard. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I think you're wrong. Jared Leto's done what? some fucked up shit. Yeah, but one of them still has talent. Yeah, it's not. It's not Jared Aaron. Leto. It's, it's not, not Aaron. Jared Leto. Jared Leto is a musician and an actor. We need to watch Morbius. I do not. I haven't and won't. Is it draft day all over again? I like 30 go? seconds to Mars too much. Are we, are we gonna go from <laughs> Morbius to draft day now? Is that what we're doing? Not watching Morbius. Absolutely. Not. Oh, yo, everybody destroy Ibteen on socials because Ibteen and I are not watching the draft in person together this year, and I'm furious. I mean, you can come up here. I'm considering it. I have. I, I, don't I have, really have a literal, like, mass. We, we both do. We both have assignments. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm unhappy with this development. Either way, thank God for Zoom and Discord. Oh, yeah. So... Let's get to some fat guys. And I, I say that colloquially. The point I, I, I want to raise ahead of time with this group. Last year was an historically great group of O-linemen. And I mean historically. It was by far, in my opinion, it was by far the, the, the second strongest position group last year's, of last year's draft behind wide receivers. And... This year's O-line group is very different. Not in that it's not good. It's actually extremely good. I would argue it's deeper. Here's where there's a difference. Last year, I said that I viewed three offensive tackles as elite and one center as elite. This year, there is one true elite prospect. And his name is Peter Skaronsky at Northwestern. I want to talk about him first oh. because everybody else is a different, is a, it's just a completely different discussion. The rest don't matter. It's not that the rest don't matter. In fact, everybody I mentioned tonight, I expect them all to be gone by the end of day two. Would I, don't, you... I don't think a single one's going to be on the board after day two. Would you uh, compare the Scaronzi situation to Bijan Robinson in this class? No, it's better. Okay, he's better. Uh, Peter, the difference is Peter Scaronzi is going to have like a twelve-year career, and Bijan will be gone like four seasons from now. All right, let's let's start this then. Peter Scaronzi out of Northwestern is six four, three hundred thirteen pounds. Yep, forty of five sixteen. Yeah. Bench press of 30. Yeah. There's a common statement being made with Peter Skaronsky that I agree with. This man played a lot of tackle at Northwestern. And there's a lot of people that think he's a better tackle than Rashawn Slater. First of all, that is a fucking huge claim. Because <laughs> Slater was a monster. Slater, at one point, toward the end of draft coverage, was starting to get looks over Penny Sewell. And considering the trajectories of their career so far, absent Slater's injury, he has been the better player. But uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't Slater also uh, a prospect they thought should probably switch to guard? Yeah, I mean, the guy played all five. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a theory that he could play guard. I think at that time, I liked him better at tackle. I can't say the same this time. Peter Skaronsky is an NFL guard. And he will be a pro bowler within five minutes if they put him there. <laughs> Straight up. 6'4", 315, and doesn't move poorly. He is a masher in the run game, and he's even better in the passing game. The guys have given up a sack in forever. He is so balanced. 
He is so smart. He is so efficient with his hands. His bend is extremely strong. He doesn't overextend on blocks. Occasionally he'll receive, but he's never off balance when he receives. It almost feels like he's designing it as like a cha- like in baseball. You throw fastball, fastball, and then you throw a changeup, which is the same look, but it's 10 miles an hour slower. It's almost like Skaronsky's doing that, where he's like, okay, you know I'm going to hit you, so now I'm not going to hit you, confuse the hell out of him, and throw you on your ass. <laughs> he's so complicated to face. And yeah, Northwestern's Northwestern. He's not dealing with an SEC schedule. I get it. I don't care. I just don't care. The best O-lineman in this league right now, Quentin Nelson's Notre Dame. That was independent. Lane Johnson was big 12. Zach Martin was also Notre Dame, by the way, commonly comped to Peter Skaronsky. I mean, who else? Slater was Notre Dame. Sewell was Oregon. It's Pac-12. Who's the other best O-lineman in football right now? Creed Humphrey was Oklahoma. Although that's a center. It's a different skill set. I mean, is there anybody else that's that elite? My point is, I think Skaronsky is going to be among these guys shortly. I do. I see the ceiling. I see it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. But... Last year, I remember saying, like, oh, if it's not Icky or Evan Neal, that becomes, like, the best O-line in this class. The other guy I could see it being as Charles Cross. I think it's Skaronsky, and I don't see a guy being better than him. I, I really don't. There's one I could kind of think could be better, but it's, like, it's a very outside chance, like, extremely outside. It's why I don't even have a true, like, top five ranking here. Gun to my head, I think I do, but not like top five offensive tackles, top five centers, top five girls. There's like two centers I don't hate. Like that's the way I'm at with centers this year. But, and that's how it kind of is with centers every year. There's always like two that I'm like, okay, they're really good. And then the others are like, fine, they're they're okay. So what is Skaronsky's biggest weakness then? Because he's not considered a top, he's not considered a top five pick. Yeah, I, I disagree with those mocks. I just that's my point. <laughs> like, what's his biggest weakness? I mean, I've got I've got a scouting report right in front of me. I, after watching the tape, I didn't see a whole lot of him. I'll be honest with you. I mean, this report, whose report? I don't even know whose report this is. I don't really care whose report this is. It doesn't matter whose it is. I just need to see the numbers. He's so balanced. He's so overall. Yeah, I mean, he's not the longest limbed guy. You know, like, you know, he's not going to keep you in front, I guess, with just his body. The length is something, I guess. You usually would see a longer guard, but, like, gives a shit. I, I, I just... I you if you don't like him at guard, put him at tackle. There's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of um. There's a scout. It was on the NFL Combine page. There was an NFC, an anonymous NFC scout that says he's a Pro Bowler at guard, but he's a much lesser uh, option at tackle if a team chooses to put him there. I agree. I think he's a better guard. Doesn't mean he's a bad tackle. I think he'd be above average tackle, but he wouldn't be a perennial All Pro at tackle. At least I don't think so. I do think it's funny. This is NFL draft buzz. They comp him to Bernard Ryman. No. (laughs) I watched Bernard Ryman constantly last year because he confused me. No, (laughs) not at all. There's another player I comp to Bernard Ryman on this list that will talk about him. And I like him. What says I liked Bernard Ryman last year? All right, let's let's talk about the person that's frequently compared to Skronsky. Talk about the other tackle? Yeah. What about Paris? Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. He's 6'6", 313 pounds. Yep. Did not run a 40. Nope. But he did have a bench press of 29 reps. Now, now this, gonna... one, this one is considered purely a left tackle, right? Uh, that's generally the sense I'm hearing. He switched to left tackle this past year. He played a little bit of, what was it? Was it right tackle? Right guard. He played some right guard a year ago. There's the ability to do more things here. But he's definitely better suited to left tackle. 
I, I watched a little bit of last year's tape when he was at right guard. He's better suited at, at left tackle. I'm not saying he can't do it in, a, in an emergency, but if you draft a left tackle, you're not thinking like, okay, well, if our right guard goes down, we can bump him over there. Fuck that. You're not doing that. So it's not really a valuable aspect. He's a leader. That's huge for me, for, for an offensive lineman, especially a left tackle. Highly intelligent. He's what six six is scary to me because I understand people are thinking. I think people are thinking like, okay, this is a it's an offensive lineman. We wanted to be very, very smart, very, very big, very, very tall. If you're too tall and your body hasn't filled out to that to that build, you're gonna kind of lose your balance. He does put his head down sometimes, I notice. And with only the one year of playing tackle, I think he's the kind of player that would benefit from better coaching. If he ends up in a – like, here's my my suspicion. It's hard for me to be impartial on this, but I can't be because we do have the best O-line coach in football. If you put Harris in Philly and gave him to Jeff Stoutland, I, he's going to be a much better player, all other personnel aside, than if he goes to who's got a shit O line. Uh, is there is there anything that Paris does better than Skronsky? Because when when you look at the mock drafts, these two are almost always like back to back. He's a better vertical runner. He's a better vertical runner than than Skronsky is second level. So do you um, think uh, he's a better run defender or? He's he probably a better run blocker than a pass blocker. Mm-hmm. Whereas Skaronsky's definitely a better pass blocker than a run blocker. Skaronsky's run block. But, but what? I said run defender for some reason. I know you did. Like he's defending the runner. I mean, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what would be a really good one-two for any team if they had like pick number seven and number 15? Mm-hmm. Skaronsky and Bijan. I'm kidding. Oh, or like um, seven and like, I don't know, a little bit later than that. <laughs> how much later? Uh, enough where you have to move up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Paris is not a bad option. In fact, in a lot of drafts, I think he'd probably be O lineman one. Mm-hmm. Considering I view Skaronsky in the guard vein, I think Paris Johnson is probably OT one. If you're going to view Skaronsky in the tackle vein, Paris is OT2. I, I don't think he's better than him at all. But, but outside of the one year of tackle experience, which is a bit of a detriment, he did play Ohio State football, mm-hmm. which is a different brand than Northwestern football. Granted, I did say the same shit about Penny Sewell versus Rashawn Slater. I used that as my tiebreaker, and I may or may not be incorrect. We don't know yet. They're still very young, but signs point to me being wrong on that, which is fine. I've been wrong before. But his his ability to recognize blitzes, I would argue, is another thing that I think separates him from Skaronsky because it's not like Skaronsky can't. He can but I've noticed that Paris, I think, picks it up way quicker. He really is highly intelligent. Like it, I, I don't know what the Wonderlic scores are this year. I don't. I feel like they're going to get rid of that at some point because it's kind of like so they're dropping it basically. But there's one for quarterbacks that like isn't really talked about, and it's out of a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know the Wonderlic scores of these guys this year. Um, I'm almost ready to do away with it. Because it's only it's kind of just become a punchline, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's not even. What are you gonna do? Oh man, he got a forty-five. Oh fuck yeah, he's a genius. I have to take him two rounds earlier. Whereas you really, it's not gonna make you take him earlier. But if he gets a six, you're gonna take him way later. Mm-hmm. Like that's not like, unless you're Boris Claiborne, which the Cowboys were still like top ten pick, <laughs> top ten pick. And there were red flags on that motherfucker coming out on the field. Like it was just like uh, he absolutely lacks behind routes all the time. Why are you taking him? And they <laughs> took him, and I was like, "All right, can't wait to burn you." And then we did. All right, let's but, let's uh, move on to another player. 
Let's do it. Georgia's Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones. 6'5", 3'11", 4'9", 7'40". No bench press. No. But uh, did start 15 games for Georgia in 2022 as a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and played a little bit of it in 2021, but he was also stuck behind Jamari Sawyer for the first 11 games of that season. He was. Now, here's the funny thing about Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones is not done cooking at all. And it's why I'm confused by the inconsistency of him going in the first round versus the second. If you need an O-lineman as a potential quote-unquote heir to a a left tackle, ideally – you should take him. I don't think he's going to be as good day one. But there's a lot to work with here. He's insanely strong. He's already 6'5". I mean, already 6'5". He's not going to grow or shrink. What the fuck am I talking about? He's 6'5". He's going to be close to 315 at playing weight. He runs a sub-5. There's athleticism and then there's athleticism. When you're this big... And that movable in the modern NFL, that provides value. Again, as you said, he was blocked position wise for a little bit. That's fine. That seems to happen a lot in Georgia recently. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) They just won two national titles. No shit. It happens. Used to happen to Bama every goddamn year. You just have dudes coming out of the woodwork. It's like, where do you play? Bama. Why didn't we hear about him before? There were six five star recruits above him. Like, that's. That's what happens. Brock Bowers could have been a six-star recruit. We would never would have heard of Ferguson. But anyway, um, or I guess this year Washington, but last year Ferguson. I mean, it's just it's a joke. It's a stupid fucking program. But anyway, so, okay. So Broderick, my point is Broderick's a sophomore coming out. He's not a junior, so he's a year behind in development, which is a good thing. He's a year short. Build him. If you start him day one, I think it's a mistake. I wouldn't start him day one because while he could be very good day one, he could be great if you let him cook a little bit. So if you if you are advocating basically spending a first round pick on a guy you don't want him to play at all the first year, I can I can see why people don't want to take him in the first year. I understand round. that. <laughs> not 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 don't want, don't need to play him first year. Let's let's say don't need. If you need to play him first year, if you absolutely must do it, I think you've got yourself a hell of a tackle. But I'm saying if you can hold off on starting him for like eight weeks, like give him a full summer and get out of the get out of the, the summer eight weeks. He was a two-sport athlete. He was a basketball player for fuck's sake, playing O-line. It's a common trend. We're seeing a lot of these O-linemen this year, and that's not the first time I'm gonna say basketball with one of these guys. He's a hyper athlete with pads on. It almost looks like he runs faster than a five. His vertical is better than the other two guys. Not vertical jump, vertical running. His vertical, uh, his field presence, his vertical field field aggression is higher. He gave up one QB hit all season, no sacks, obviously because Stetson Bennett is omnipotent. But by the way. <laughs> Draft Stetson Bennett. <laughs> yeah, draft Stetson Bennett. Do not draft Max Duggan. Draft if you need if you need to draft a lowly quarterback prospect in the back at, in the in the late rounds. Take Stetson Bennett, not Max Duggan. Anyways, so is this a Charles Cross situation where you could see Broderick Jones overtake Skaronsky and Paris Johnson? Paris, yes. Skaronsky is so tough for me to say anyone's going to overtake him. Okay. So tough, but. I, I I definitely see this is like my third dude, so to speak. Like this is my he's not getting the looks the other two are getting, but he damn well should be. He's extremely talented. I'm very impressed. You know, he he has the potential to be dominant at the next level. And I, I don't I say that I don't say that often. I, like, I could see him being more dominant if he ascends to his ceiling than Skaronsky. In fact, I'll, I will say this. I think Jones's ceiling is higher than Skaronsky's. But I think the likelihood he hits it is not 
really reasonable to expect because it's a it's a climb. Coming out as a sophomore, you know what's funny? I wish this guy had stayed one more year, and I forget his name, but that kid at Penn State had come out. So win, win another title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need one more title out of you before I can think you're ready. Yeah, um, no, I'll lose I, three because right tackle is becoming such an important position sure. in the NFL. Of these three, are there any that you would start at right tackle? Because I, I've noticed draft coverage is falling behind the NFL here. It right is. tackle is extremely important. It's vital. Yeah. It's actually weirdly more important than oh, left yeah. now. Not not because left is losing value. It's it's actually all the O-line is gaining value. Mm-hmm. Right tackle is valuable now because defensive ends got fucking privy to the <laughs> idea that the better tackle is usually on the left, so they moved over to the fucking right. Yep. Probably Paris. Probably Paris. He, 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 I, I know people view him as a pure left, and I get it. I can't ignore the fact that he played right guard. I can't mm-hmm. ignore that. Like, he played a season at right guard. That's that's valuable. Now, I could also say the easy answer of Skaronsky and say the guy can play four positions because he can. But, again, he's an NFL guard. I if the like I, I kind of want the Eagles to take him at 10. I'm not even like pretending I don't want that. Right guard, immediate. Like put him at right guard, make Cam Jurgens wait one more fucking year till Kelsey decides he's had enough, <laughs> and put him at center. And once again, we maintain the dominance. <laughs> we ascend into heaven. It's all about the big dogs. You think the reason the Eagles hit the Super Bowl was the quarterback? Are you crazy? That's why they're not going to pay him. Uh, they're going to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to pay him lots of money. Anything below 50 a year, I'm happy. <laughs> Anything above 50 a year, I get it. But if it's below, I'm going to be thrilled. Anything at like 48 is like, that's where I'm like, okay, cool. We're, we're good. Anything at like 52, I'm like, fine. But it's like a difference of like twenty million total. Like I don't even know why it matters to me. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? In five years, forty-eight million a year or fifty-two a year. Oh no, that extra twenty million is really going to sink us. Fuck you. Ask the Saints if that's sinking them. Oh god. <laughs> I can't go an episode with that at this point. It's like it's 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 my it's my ayahuasca. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's Who do it. Guard, because I don't know. I think we're doing pairs now. That's not. <laughs> Osiris Torrance from Florida. First of all, bitchin' fucking name. <laughs> Six Osiris <five>. Torrance. <laughs> so, tell me why this guard... You didn't say his measurements. I know you did, but I interrupted okay. you. 6'5", 330. Tell me why Osiris Torrance is your number one guard. He's not. He co- well, <laughs> he, he isn't, but <laughs> he's not. But um, the thing with Osiris Torrance is where did I did I lose my notes just now? I totally just lost my doc. Where'd it go? There you are, <laughs> you rascal. Osiris Torrance is not really my number one guard because I view Mr. Skoronsky as a guard. Mm. However, in a world, in a world where Peter Skoronsky is actually a tackle, why? <laughs> why did you do that? Osiris Torrance is a big man. Really big man. 23 years old, which I don't love, to be honest with you. Don't I got to be quite honest with you. Age matters nothing to me when you talk about O-linemen. It matters to me. It's the one position where I'm like, oh, no, their, year, their career is going to be one year less. The Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles guarded. The Eagles drafted a 26-year-old guard one year in the first round. Okay, that's different from a 23-year-old. And he stunk. Ass. That's different from a twenty. Looking at you, Danny Watkins. That was a mistake. <laughs> anyway, Osiris. Osiris. My apologies. Osiris Torrance. The word NFL draft buds uses to describe him is the same word I'm going to use to describe him. Okay. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
the unmitigated power that he brings to an NFL O-line. Do you have his bench stats? Did he do the bench? Yeah, so I was, I was about to bring that up, actually. His bench press is only 23. He had a bad day. <laughs> that man could put up 35. Because we got Skorinski at 30, Paris Johnson at 29. <laughs> this is the best run blocker in the draft. No doubt. This is the best run blocker in the draft. He is a monster in the running game. Needs to get better at passing. Needs to get way better at passing game. A pure run blocker is not ideal for the NFL game. Are you looking at his combine measurements right now yeah. by any chance? What were his, what was his weight at the combine? 330. It was 330 at the combine? Mm-hmm. Good. Because you know what it was during the season? 340. Close to 350 oh. at 6'5". This man is a machine. He's played 3,000 snaps in the collegiate game. He can move, which is bizarre at that size. I don't get the 5'3", again, he plays faster. This is a guy that is way better on the field than he is at practice. Like, way better. Because the combine, I don't even think was a good day. I think he had a bad day. He adjusts to the next level incredibly well. A speed rusher can give him trouble. You know who he's not going to do well against? Aaron Donald. You know who no one does well against? Aaron Donald. Are there any tackles in the NFL right now that are speed tackles? And I mean any. (laughs) There's none. There's none in the NFL right now. You know he would probably do poorly against if he were testing well? Jalen Carter. He wouldn't do well there. He wouldn't. And and I mean, in a, not in a vacuum. I mean, over a 10-game stretch against I mean, Jalen Gardner. Remember, 10 remember that name because that name will be high on the list later on. <laughs> yeah, when we talk about DTs later, we'll have a different conversation about Jalen Gardner. And if Tina and I will have a, a disagreement, probably, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have a conversation. This is a guard. This is a guard's guard. This is the player you want to put on your – probably the left side of your O-line at guard. He has played on both sides. People view him as a right side guy, but he was so elite when he was on the left side. When I say elite, when talking about a freshman, that means he had something, damn it. (laughs) I mean, there's just, for fuck's sake, he made Damian Pierce a draftable running back at Florida. All right, let's let's do a little compare and contrast, okay? Go ahead. Let's talk about a guy who had 38 bench press. Okay. Uh, USC's Andrew Voorhees. He's 24. Not interested. I know. We're, I'm, I mean, <laughs> we, got, we got two. Too super, old. We got, we got a super senior and a senior here. Both are going to play guard. Yeah, so Voorhees is a sixth-year senior. Yeah, super senior, super senior. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it, part of it was the COVID thing. But give me Voorhees measurements, please. All right. And they're both, by the way, before we go, they're both considered run blocking first. That's why I'm yes, doing this. Absolutely. That's why I'm doing this comparing. Absolutely. 6'6", 310 pounds. Okay. What do you run? Uh, not listed. Okay. So his unofficial, I believe this is a pro day number because I do have a 40 number for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it might just be an estimate because I don't know if it's, a true pro There's number. a star next to it. It's an estimate. Yeah. So I've got an estimate of a five, one, two. That's what I've got the estimate at that. That did not show for me on in his uh, game tape. I'll be honest with you. That did not show for me. Now he's going to be 24. He's still going to be 24 when the season begins. Again, I know MT doesn't value that as much. The two of them are really barely a year apart. It's not like we're, we're not splitting a whole lot of hairs there. I don't love Andrew Voorhees. But I do like it. The beauty of this, and here's the funny thing, is the beauty of this whole class is I don't dislike anybody I'm going to talk about tonight except for one guy. And when I figured out that that one guy is changing positions, I liked him again. Because the position he was playing, I hated him. I think it's important to say, because here's why he doesn't have a 40. Uh, He tore his ACL at the Combine. I did not know that. <laughs> I will admit that. I did not know that. I did not know that. For Andrew Voorhees. And uh, that's a shame. That's day three. 
Because yeah, I had him at I had him as a late two, mid three. That's a shame. Day three. What a bummer. Not only that, Voorhees has a history with injury. I did know that. Uh an ankle injury. Yep. Caused him to redshirt yep. uh, his sophomore year. This is why the sixth year thing happened. What with COVID and the injuries, he kept kind of accumulating eligibility years. And he's played both left and right guard. He has, which again, as has Osiris. <laughs> this is not comparable, I don't think. He's versatile. And Voorhees, to my recollection, I, I have this in my individual notes, he actually played all four positions other than center. He's done all four. Well, but, he's had six years. <laughs> right. <laughs> He, he's not going to play tackle in the NFL. I, I, I don't see that happening for him. He's with the injuries that come. I mean, what did he do last year? He allowed 12 QB hurries, one QB hit, two sacks last year at guard, seeing action in 11 games, 720 snaps. Listen, the guy got progressively better. He was uh, AP All-America first team this past year. That's a major honor. But he's not – He's not my I, – I prefer Osiris. I really do because Osiris has the unteachables and he plays faster than the numbers show. Do we have Do we have bench press on Voorhees? Yeah, it was 38. That's extraordinary. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you it's not. That's extraordinarily high. It's 15 over Osiris. But I, I'm just not – again, I don't care that much about the combine numbers. I use them just as a measurement. Mm-hmm. Listen, if I cared that much, Orlando Brown would be a pro bowler. But sure enough, although he's on his third team, what a weird player. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap up the guards. Let's talk okay. about a TCU kid. Yeah. I'm starting to really hate TCU. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of TCU. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about a TCU kid. Go ahead. Avila? I'm assuming it's yeah, it's a v- I think it's either Avila or Avila. I forget how to pronounce it. I Let's apologize. See. It is Avila. Avila. Yeah. Anyways, uh, six three and a half, three hundred 332 pounds, a 28 on the bench press, a 521 40. Yep. I, I mean, this guy did all the drills. <laughs> uh, our last guard. Let's compare. Because you have Voorhees. It's very, it seems to me it's very clear that Osiris is your number one Guard, assuming Skaronsky isn't a guard. If Skaronsky is not a guard, Osiris is the best guard. So let's compare Andrew Voorhees and Steve Avila. 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 So Steve Avila is is interesting because the problem with Steve Avila is Steve Avila is a center. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, thank God he's changing the guard. Thank God. Because if he was staying at center, I had him as a fifth. I didn't like him at center at all. And I will tell you why. I do not believe in big centers. I said it. I don't believe in big centers. If you are six foot four, okay. There's no center in the NFL right now under the uh, under uh six foot two. The six two is the the low. So we got six threes and above, league wide at center. Okay, Avila six four. I'm good there. 335 is the heaviest center. And Steve Avila would be this would be tied for the heaviest center in the NFL at his current weight. Okay. No. Like I, I I'm not that means you're not a center to me. To me, that means you're not a center. He got a senior bowl invite. His estimate of 521. I don't know if that was officially at the combine. Maybe yeah. it was. Okay, good. It, he didn't, he doesn't pop off the page for me as a run blocker. In fact, I think he needs a lot of work there. But again, that's why I like him better at guard. I think at center, he was he was stuck in the shuffle a lot. I see the ability to grow, but like with some of the other guys I've mentioned, he does kind of need a scheme fit and he needs the right coaching. Good prospect. He could play center at a pinch, but I wouldn't do it. He's got average lateral skills, which is why I think I hated him at center. So you're asking me to compare him to Voorhees? Yeah. 
Because these are these are two. Uh, well, I mean, before the ACL injury for Voorhees. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, that's I, literally right before you said that I had a change of heart. The Voorhees knee injury changes things because it means that the interior O line. We haven't talked about centers yet, but it means the interior, like the guards in this draft, are tricky, mm-hmm. and it means Osiris must be a top twenty-five pick. Must be. Has to be. And good, because he should be anyway on his own merits. But because of the emptiness of the position, he definitely has to be. The rest of the way through it, just Avila is, I don't want to use this term because I promise we wouldn't. He screams mid to me. Mid. (laughs) Mid. Like, I'm just not, he doesn't, he does not spark joy. You know, he, he doesn't he does not spark joy. I don't love senior prospects anyway. He come, he's coming in as a senior, but between him and Voorhees, yeah, Voorhees is 35 years old, but there's a chance if you can get him healthy that he can be that a violent physical beast. Take a gamble. Avila's probably gonna go above him now because of that injury, which I get. I can't argue that. All right, let's go back to tackle. Yep. Because we got four more tackles to rattle off. Let's do them quickly. Let's talk about the man missing two teeth out of North Dakota State. 6'5", 302 pounds. Cody Munch. <laughs> I love this man. This is a prospect. This man looks like Carson Wentz had a cousin who got punched in the face. Well, they both went through to go to state, so it's very possible. <laughs> yeah. I I am big fan of the game of Cody Mosh. Big fan. The story of Cody Mosh is somehow even more impressive. Cody Mosh is a walk-on in North Dakota State. He was a tight end walk-on weighing 220 pounds, and he's worked his way up to 302. 302. That's insanity in and of itself that Cody Mosh has found his way up there. He runs a 508, so he's uber athletic for that skill set. This is a 24-year-old that I don't hate. 29 bench press. 29 on the bench, a violent run blocker, but a very highly rated pass blocker as well. You would be foolish to wait until the third and think he's going to be there because he won't. So you love this guy so much. I do. Not a first round pick. Because you can get him in the second. I, I don't think, and again, it's going to come down to the coaching. I see a, a, a project here. And what I've seen enough of is I'm so high on those. It's like with Raymond last year. It was like with Lane Johnson 12 years ago. I am very attracted to the idea of selecting former tight ends. Not only that, this guy played quarterback in high school and defensive end. He's he's an athlete that has a ton of instincts. He is elite at the speed level. I I, I absolutely see an opportunity for him to catch a pass or two. At some point, like it definitely there. Super productive at left tackle. So I think he's going to translate better to left than right. The only problem I have with him is he is a little skinny for the position still. And the fact that he's gained 80 pounds already means it's going to be really hard to gain those last like 15 because he made a big climb, big climb weight wise. I don't like him in the third round because I think if you wait that long, you're stupid. If you get if he's in the third and you don't take him, I don't care who you picked. F. <laughs> I don't care who your selection was. Bijan can get there. F. All right, let's let's compare this guy. And I would say the only other thing about him is of all the pros of all the prospects we've discussed so far, he's the only guy who I've seen occasionally get stuck in the weeds and lose himself when left in a one-on-one island situation. 
you don't see that happen to guards very often. So Cyrus and Voorhees and Avila, you didn't see it happen with them very much. Skaronsky dominates island situations. Paris dominates island situations. There's another tackle we're going to mention here that I I don't think I've seen him lose a matchup one-to-one, but that's purely on size. And for those that are listening, if you know anything about the O-line class, you should already know who I'm talking about because there's one size outlier in this class. <laughs> so let's talk about Blake Freeland out of BYU. Yeah, it's not him. <laughs> he's not the outlier. Well, he's 6'8", 302 pounds. Different outlier. <laughs> yeah. I put in the notes, all caps, project. It's all he is. It's all he is. I've seen some mocks where have, have been two, three. I've seen one. I think I saw one in the five. First of all, no, he won't be there in the five, fifth. He won't be there for that. But if you can get him in day two, late, why not? Take a flyer. You don't start him. Day one, don't start him. D- don't, because you're 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 not going to be happy with the result. At six eight at tackle, I would like a heavier player. Three oh two is the same weight as Cody Mosh, and we just said that he's going to struggle to gain the weight. Blake Freeland is tricky, and I don't love. BYU prospects as a baseline, except for Tyler Algier. I he's probably the bottom ish of my list okay. of, of who we're discussing tonight because he's so yes, he's very tall, very interesting to have a player at six foot eight. But I don't know enough about the background back at high school. Like, I knew more about Mosh going into this study. Like, I knew about Mosh months ago. And I knew I knew when we did this episode, I'm like, I, I like, wrote it on, like, a, on a sticky note, Cody Mosh, no matter what. Like, I, I had to discuss this man. But Blake Freeland, I just don't have the same affinity well, okay. for. Freeland did play at right tackle. Okay. Before Good. left tackle this year. Does it make him 20 pounds heavier? No idea. <laughs> it doesn't. The answer is no. Okay. He's 6'8", he's 300. You need 20 more pounds at 6'8". You have to have it. That, okay. It's insane to me. You're going to break your legs. Let's move on to the bottom. Let's talk about Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Interesting prospect, Darnell Wright. 6'5", 333 pounds. Also a senior. I think I think they're almost all seniors. <laughs> I wish Darnell Wright. Yeah, but he's only like twenty two. Yeah. I wish Darnell Wright would change weights with Freeland. Honestly, and nothing else, just weights. This is a guy though that has played right and left tackle, but yep. ended at right tackle. He did. He did. Now, there's one thing I noticed from watching Darnell Freeland, and or, I'm sorry, Darnell Wright. And it's odd that he was playing for Tennessee with this. He does not grade out well as a run as a run blocker. And I get it because his hands are sticky and not the good kind. They they kind of they're almost like heavy. Like they're not jabbing, they're pushing, which is not what you want. You don't want pushing, you want jabbing, you want force, you want aggression. I'm not seeing much with it. I this is more of an athlete than a mauler. He's not gonna. Who was it a few years ago? I forget who it was, but there was somebody I thought lacked aggression. And I remember there was a guy we were watching. I'm like, damn, this guy does not care. You know who it was, actually? I'm remembering now. Is it cross? That was Darasaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Christian Darasaw. And damn, were we wrong because he's sick. But what's funny is that I still occasionally will see him take a playoff. And I don't see Wright take plays off. I almost think he's getting tired. And I hope that's not the case. He's a little bit too high to be strong in the run game. And that's why he's not being strong. That's a funny thing for me is I have this very – interesting brain for this now because I have to I get to watch Jordan Mylata every week at 6'8, 350 crush people. And I understand that's just a different month, it's a different issue altogether. 
But this guy measures in the same way. He's just not quite as tall. He played, what, right tackle this year. Yeah. Left tackle year before, right tackle the year before that. He played three years of right, one year at left. All right. That means he's good. That means he can do both. That's important. That's value. Second round pick. Right there on that alone, second round pick. All right, let's talk about our last tackle. Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. That is not the last tackle. It is on this list. I know it is not. 6'4", 315 pounds. Is that really? Did I forget somebody? I totally did. I did not put somebody on your list. I have to put them on there. Oh, there's a mushroom guy. I forgot about No, no, not him. Okay. No, 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 no. This is a different beast. This is somebody we need to discuss because if we don't, we're idiots. <laughs> uh, I'm going to write down some numbers, though. If Team's going to see this in real time. I don't even know if he knows about this, but I'm going to write it down. Do you know this name? Oh, wait, that's not even the right thing. Guys, you, got, you, you guys have it so good, you listeners, because you guys get to witness the stupidity in action sometimes. Does that name invoke anything in you? No, do you not know that Where? name? It's at the bottom. Oh, okay. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I think I do, yeah. <laughs> All right. Go find his combine numbers real quick while I type them in. That man is massive. Anyways, Anton Harrison. Yeah, so Anton Harrison, yeah, we're going to talk about how massive this monster is in a minute. But Anton Harrison, I think it's Anton. Is it Anton or Anton? Anton. Anton Harrison. I am a sucker for the Oklahoma offensive linemen. I'm a sucker for Oklahoma players. To be why are you a sucker for Oklahoma offensive linemen? I just like Oklahoma players. I think they have a great program. If you're as long as you don't play defense for them, I like you. <laughs> Anton Harrison's an interesting prospect, and another guy I fully expect to go in the first round, fully, okay. because here you have a pass blocker that needs to learn how to run block. Now, I would rather the other way around. I would rather a run blocker than he's low on a pass block. That's not what you have here. He benched out at 24 at his pro day, not high. 6'4", you'd expect to see something a little bit better than that. He's got a 40-yard dash sub five. Check. He's got experience at left tackle pretty much only. But this year was probably his best season. Eight hurries only, allowed no hits with one sack. Now, I know those are technically different stats. In my world, if you sack a guy, you hit a guy. So that should say one hit. But I know they're counted differently. He's got great size. He's got great length. He's very good in pass pro with aggressive hands. He just needs to figure out how to deal with a straight-ahead run. He doesn't know how to do it. It's not It's not so much that he can't. It's clear that he doesn't know how. Oklahoma doesn't run the ball that well right now. In fact, Oklahoma had a weird year. If you watched Oklahoma football this year, man, he's just like bled. Like the whole, the whole offense was bled this year. You lost Lincoln Riley. You lost Caleb Williams. No shit it was going to take a step back. And you used to have Spencer Rattler. Remember him? I mean, he actually might become important. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? A year from now. Yeah, the roller coaster that Stephen Rattler has been so far. Spencer Rattler has been a lot of fun. Uh, the other problem I have with Anton Harrison, and it's the one thing I saw at, uh, on him that was a consistent knock the whole time, occasionally he stands straight up. And you can't do that. You just can't fucking do that. You have to stay down. Anton Harrison strikes me as a dude you could take in the first round that you could, like, three years from now be really pissed off you did it. Because, and if you think of him in the second, you might be like, all right, fine. Anton has to, he has those those bad habits that are hard to break, and that's not what you want. But if you get the right coaching staff, again, this is so much, so much reliance on coaching in the O-line. You need great personnel to coach some of the bad habits out of his brain. They'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm confident an NFL coach knows how to do that. All right, let's talk about one more guy before we get to the headliner, okay? Uh, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Bergeron, yeah. 
six five, three hundred and eighteen pounds. Yeah, I'm less interested in this player. To be honest with you. Um, important to discuss. Just he also might move to guard. I, I've heard that. I don't know if that fixes the issues. Uh, he's fine. He hasn't lifted. He's got good vert. He's got good three cone. He's six five. He's three twenty. It but it but it. 5.3. He's an okay pass blocker. Pretty good, in fact. Bergeron strikes me as a player in the third round that you're like, you get him, and you're like, this is an interesting pick. In the second round, you're thinking, like, ah, did I reach? Like, he almost feels like a tweener. Like, he's late two, mid three. But, like, I would really like him at mid three. Okay. And then at late two, I'm just like, Really? Really? Why did I just take Cody Mosh? Like, and I'm not just saying that because of me. I'm saying that like, why didn't I pick like 12 picks earlier or 15 picks earlier and get Mosh or if he slips Darnell right? Like, this is not. You don't. You're not gonna be upset. I'm just. You're not gonna be enthused in your room. You're gonna be like, I took him because I needed a damn offensive lineman. We're gonna see what we've got. All right, all right, all right. Let's get the wrestling announcement out and ready for you. Go for it. Six eight, three hundred seventy four pounds from Indianapolis. Played in Ohio State. Dewan Jones, worst wrestling announcement ever. Dewan Jones. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> Nobody does anymore. Dewan Jones is, is ginormous. I don't know if you've ever watched Game of Thrones. Audience, I've watched enough of it. If teams watched all of it, oh, I've mountain. Is he, he, the is, he is the mountain. Dead or alive? <laughs> he's the dead one. He's okay. the undead one. Yeah. By the way, that's a spoiler for you. I'm sorry. It's too late to It's care. been many years. <laughs> he's the undead version. Yeah. He is an absolute monster. And here is what I love about a player of that size. And this is something I'm sure you read. Just read. Oh, those do, you want me, do you want me to read his player comp because it pisses me off? Go ahead. His player comp is Trent Brown. <laughs> well, it's because he's massive. Yeah. <laughs> Dewan Jones is a little different, though. I mean, we got a right tackle, no matter uh-huh. what. Definitely. I love that. Yep. Played some left, though. He's also got some left. Freshman and sophomore, he's left. Okay, but he's six eight three seventy. Junior and senior played right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's Jordan Mylata's size. He plays left. Continue. Okay. Uh, five thirty five. Mylata runs a lot better. I'm just kidding. Five thirty five forty, which honestly at six eight three seventy four is good. <laughs> uh, one ninety two ten yard split. Do you have a bench press? I don't. Okay. It's a shame you should do one. You really should. Yeah. I give him a skyscraper to bench press, though. 225 is not enough. Here's here's my thing with with Dewan. The oversized tackle very rarely works out. I understand that. But damn it, it's fun. For like two years, you're just like, this guy's going to be awesome. This is definitely a flyer. You throw a second round pick at and think, son of a bitch, I'm ready. Because if, he, if you can unlock what's under the surface, you, you've, turned, you've turned a player into a, a world beater. Like you drafted Thanos. Like this is not, <laughs> you're really, I really want more six foot eight monsters to end up playing. I, I want these big dogs to end up becoming the norm. Consider, by the way, the difference. Dewan Jones and Blake Freeland are the same height. Yeah. They are 70 pounds in difference. They are 70 pounds apart. They're 72 pounds apart. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how much weight Blake Freeland needs to gain and how much Dewan Jones potentially should maybe lose, I don't know what else tells you that. That's a monster over there. A monster. 5'3", five, 5'. Five. He's slow. I you mean, would be too. 6'8", 374. You would be slow, too. But I don't I really say, consider that slow at 6'8", 374. That's no, a train. Let me explain something. This is not a slow player. He's a slow tester. But the guy played fucking basketball. This guy. I don't know how much weight he gave. Here's a guy 
That's a big man. That is a big man. All right, let's talk about centers. John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota. Yep. Six three and a half, three hundred and one pounds. I'll be honest with you guys. It's not the year to need a center. Okay. <laughs> it's not the year. <laughs> how about this? How about how about I just talk about all of them then? And by the way, by the way, John Michael Schmitz also runs a runs a five three five, and he is eighty pounds lighter than Dewan. <laughs> There's also Ohio State's Luke uh, Whipler or Wipler. I, I I was hearing it pronounced Wipler. Luke Wipler, 6'3", 303 pounds. And Joe Tipman, the mullet man, at 6'6", 313. Which of these three are your favorite? No. I don't know. <laughs> Here's my problem. is That was the show that you married. Yeah, on a normal day, my favorite would be Tipman. There's just one problem with Tipman is that he's 6'6". You can't be a center at 6'6". It's just you, you can't. I, like I, I don't. The best centers of this league are six three and six four. Six six is too damn big. I, I, I keep asking the question: Is this guy going to switch to tackle? Because he probably should. That's a tackle. He runs well. Six six three fifteen at a sub five. That's a tackle. That's a high IQ tackle. I wish, I wish I had more info on him as a tackle, but I don't, and I'm mad about it. I'm physically ill over it. I don't like this. The mullet man. The yeah. Mullet now, man. <laughs> Schmitz is Schmitz appears to be more of the consensus center option. So I'm I'm willing to say that I think John Michael Schmitz is the the one I would take mm-hmm. if I were if I needed a center. He seems to be a consistent top fifty prospect on most boards. I could see him as a mid-second round pick, whereas I don't really know if any of the other centers are going to go in the first two rounds. But, but again, he's 24. <laughs> uh, he's not the best pass blocker. He's fine. He's not bad by any means. Very good in the run game. Very good. But he's a center through and through. And I mean through and through, which is fine. AP first team All-American. He was all Big Ten first and second back-to-back years. Academic all Big Ten for five seasons, which is huge for a center. You actually that matters for a center. But power rushers are going to give him trouble. And I don't know if that's going to last long, but he's so good in the running game. I wish part of it was translated in the past. As I said before, it's easier to become a better pass blocker than a run blocker. So good, good. You're really good at the harder one. Good. So those are all the offensive linemen. Yep. Next week we do DBs, safeties, and corners. Should be a fun one. Yeah. To give you an idea. Daniel Jeremiah sent a tweet out this week that said it is not the year to need a safety. And with that. So make sure to listen to us for corners because it is a good corner draft. Uh, And with that, we'll see you next time. I feel like it didn't sell us, but like if you're listening to us, you probably read DJ's tweets. It's not like it's news to you. Brian Branch is pretty good. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs>